0: And now, it's time for your hosts, Nick McVicker, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji. That's right, folks, we are back. Another episode in quarantine means that I'm alone in the studio once again. Nick McVicker joined through the Garage Door Sports Cup phone by my two great co-hosts. Kyle, Vardy, and Irfan Manji. Kyle, how you doing today? Uh, living the quarantine
1: life. Got to uh, try and find some stuff to do. So.
0: And Irfan, how about you, buddy? How are you doing?
2: Great. I have so much to do with school and work that I'm actually preoccupied, which is the complete opposite of a lot of people.
0: Fair enough. Well, I'm glad you guys are both here. Kyle, we missed you last week. I know you weren't feeling great. Glad you're feeling better.
1: Up. It was uh, kind of a pain, to be honest, because uh, I'm not exactly the quietest person. So,
0: <laughs> This is true. Um, but we're glad to have you back, and we are definitely glad to be back to bring you guys another episode. Uh, today we are going to talk about our movie Madness bracket. We will talk about our ideal NHL player. But first, let's start with the kickoff, sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy. Let me just pull up the ever-so-fun read for this. Should have done this before, I guess, but, you know, hey, things happen, right? Oh, now it's not working. All right, what's going on? Guys, what did you do? There we go. All right, calling all kickers and punches in the Southern Ontario region. If you are looking for year-round professional development with elite competition, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. The Ferraro brothers, Daniel and Gabe, are both University of Guelph alumni, and after illustrious university careers, they want to teach you everything they've learned over the years. If you want to take your special team's game to the next level, you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy. Visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com and follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. Yesterday, after I fell asleep at least, Brian Windhorst was on ESPN and he had this to say regarding the NBA season. Talks between the Players Union and League this week. I've talked to both sides on this issue and it is clear that the NBA is angling to set up a deal that enables them to shut down the season. Now, This is big news. This is the first we've heard of leagues straight up trying to figure out a way to shut down the season and not postpone and reschedule and figure out a way to get the games in. Kyle, what do you think this means moving forward for all of the leagues that play in the summer?
1: Well, honestly, I think it's really become a possibility for the NBA and uh, probably hockey too, to be honest. Um, Just the fact that they were, you know, majority of the way through the season, only had a few games left. Um, not really comparable to, like, say, the MLB, which hadn't even started yet and was just in preseason. Um, I think I honestly would not be surprised if hockey got canceled as well, or if they did some sort of small playoff game with, you know, like a couple teams go in. I don't think it'd be a full playoff bracket. Um, and that's if they even do anything. Uh, and then, obviously, with MLB, I think as much as they want to do a full season, I think they're going to do a shortened season. So,
0: Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I think you missed this last week, but Lawson uh, Burnett was on our show, and um, he was saying that he thinks this could be the start of a shorter MLB season moving forward as well, not just for this season, because there's always been talks about possibly shortening it from 162 games down um, do you think this could be the lead into that?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like, it potentially, could be for sure. Um, I think it all depends on how successful the season really becomes. Right? Mean, if if it's a terrible season, and um, obviously there's teams that run away with it potentially, uh, I, I I could see them just saying, "Hey, no, we're going to stick to our regular season, how we've always done it. It's it's worked in the past." Whereas maybe a little bit more competition, or potentially with it being a short in the season there's you know some uh some surprises that you know potentially could get in the playoffs or something like that which could make the season a little bit more interesting so i guess it really depends on how it plays out
0: fair enough irfan, what are your thoughts on windhorse uh, comments
2: i think from a medical standpoint it's a smart decision um and we're gonna see a lot of the leagues follow through um you're, you're, the amount of people that are going to be asymptomatic carriers in the next couple of months um, is going to increase tenfold. And I, I think the NBA is getting ahead of it because the U.S. hasn't been properly reporting their cases. Um, I can see hockey following suit. I can see baseball with their shortened season, like Kyle said. Um, but I don't I think everything's going to be a freeze until just June or July and even until the fall. So great decision. I, I know one of the major leagues in soccer—well, I wouldn't say major league—but the Belgian league has uh, closed down. They officially said that it's done, and Club Bruges will be awarded the the championship. But they also only had one game left in their season. Um, but but you know, I, I would just I would just say that medically, it, it's a good decision. I'd rather us figure this out now and then be able to have a full season in the coming year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, uh, my concern, honestly, is how do you put a champion to the North American leagues, right? Like, if we shut everything down, no playoffs, no nothing for the NBA and NHL, are we just not awarding a champion this year? Is that how it's going to work? Are we just going to have a blank slate?
2: I would say it'd be very similar to a lockout year where nobody wins or there's nothing happening. So I guess they would they could just count it up or chalk it up as a, a lockout year uh, and then just try and look forward to a new year.
0: But see, I, I struggle with that because these players played. There's stats for this season. So are we just going to wipe those stats?
2: I mean, you can argue that you can give up or give out, I should say, like the Rock of a Shard or the MVP or whatever for this the time stamp that we hit. But in terms of the playoffs, there's so many teams that are vying for that final yeah. wild card. It, it doesn't justify having a playoff, but you can by all means have, a, have the NHL awards or the NBA awards up until that certain point. Um, so, you know, you can give out the heart if you want. You can give out the Vezina based on who you think is the best or the coach of the year because I think we have substantial – games played that we can give out these awards um and i'm sure the writers around this time or closer to the end of the season like in the next five six games would probably put in their vote for their best players or their top players in the league so i think again again from a medical standpoint the the playoffs we're going to lose the playoffs but we can go ahead and give out awards because the season has been played
0: yeah that's fair um going back to the NHL, which we've talked about, um, P.K. Subban was just on first take this Thursday, or this past Thursday, I should say, and he put out the idea of a 31-team playoff. That's
2: because his team's sitting closer to the bottom. <laughs> because his
0: team's the 31st. <laughs> <laughs> which is true, right? Um, but it would give all the teams a shot at the Stanley Cup, and I mean... I don't really think a 31-team playoff would work. It, it just doesn't make sense. But what about, like, a 24-team playoff where, like, the top eight teams get a bye?
1: I, I honestly don't think they have time for it if, if, like if, if they're going to try and do something. I, I don't think they have the time for it. I think if they're going to do it, it's got to be... I don't even see... It if, it, if it is playoffs, I don't even see them carrying wild cards. I think it's just going to be divisions and I think number one gets a bye for the division, 2-3 playoff, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Purely okay. because there's just not enough time to do
0: your regular format. No, well, no, you're definitely. All, you've lost looking, so much time already. You're looking at time, you're
2: looking at traveling through airports, Like there's yeah. so much to take into consideration. Are you going to cut down from seven games to five games? And I think that's where you have to decide if you're willing to continue your season that way. I, I honestly, I honestly think it's gonna go five games no matter what. I think yeah,
0: no I agree with that. I think five games is the most that they could do based off time frames.
2: Yeah. They can also just, you know, say we're gonna have the games at a neutral site so that the teams don't have to travel aside from the next round.
0: Well I also heard and this yeah. is this is something related to a different sport but still relevant in the NHL world. Um the Calgary mayor said that if sports were to return this summer right like nhl but more importantly cfl the stampeders and flames would not be able to play at home they've basically shut it down which i think is it's bold for sure but it's something that needs to be brought into attention because some of these teams might not be allowed to play at home based off of how laws are set mm-hmm. and that's that's insane
2: no, it's something definitely to consider and i think that's why we gotta understand that there might be neutral places where all these teams have to play out of but then the amount of players staying that location increases again right so you have to be how many people you have coming in and out of the, the stadium especially if the virus is still present and we're still afraid of uh, people with asymptomatic symptoms um, and carriers. Well and if you think about the CFL right, it's
1: how big their rosters are, there's potential that they could end up trimming down that roster and you know not necessarily carrying those special team only players mm-hmm. and just carrying people that will play both sides of the ball or will play you know defense and special teams. Um, just to try and limit the amount of uh, potential spread, if they were to contract anything.
0: No, for sure. And you know what? Friend of the show, Gabe Ferraro, obviously Canada Kicking Academy, but he came on before. This might be a great chance for him to like lock onto a, a roster, because they're not going to want to carry a kicker and a punter. They're going to want one guy to do both. Right? And there's very few kickers right now in the CFL that do both. I think there's only about three that do both sides of the kicking. So it's a chance for those kind of players who can do more than one thing. Uh, The fringe defender, who's also a wide receiver, might be able to link on because, hey, now you don't have to carry two third-string players. You have one who can do both sides. Yeah, it all comes down to versatility is what it's going to come down to. For sure. For sure. And versatility is a skill in and of itself and these players are now going to get a chance I think. And that's it's the same with the NFL if this continues going into August, into September right? Those more valuable, versatile players are going to be even more valuable than they are right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like you, you look at like a you know, obviously this
0: is a couple of years ago, but Ben Zobrist with the Chicago Cubs, right? Oh yeah. The utility guy. Yeah. Plays. Wherever you need him to play,
1: it's 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 that type of player that's really been needed in sports in today's world.
0: Yeah, Brock Holt comes to mind as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Marwin mm-hmm. as for Houston. So. Um,
0: Brent Burns. Now he's he's mostly a defender now, but he could play forward. You got <laughs> uh, Mark Pissick. I mean, come on, he played good at forward this year. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, he did fine. I think he had two goals in three games or something.
1: He had, like, six against the Leafs by himself.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but... the Leafs. It's <laughs> the Leafs. The no-defense Leafs? No way. Like, that's the type of thing, right? It's like, the Leafs are up on Florida by one point in the playoffs. How are they going to work that? It's... I, I don't know. I really don't know.
2: 31 31- Playoff, come on! suvan just told us that. Let's go! Let's
0: go! I think there's a way to get rid of the teams that are already eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> if okay. you That's already have an Ottawa. E,
2: yeah. But imagine if Ottawa has to play uh, the Caps in one game and they win, and the Caps are out. Like
0: people would lose their minds.
2: Oh god, I would lose my mind going that. The Sens shouldn't be this far. <laughs>
0: people would lose their minds, especially because the Sens would still get like a top pick. <laughs>
2: but actually, though, you would you would bring in so many viewers to that though. Like the amount of money the NHL has lost over the last couple of weeks, they'd make it up in an instant, knowing that, hey, the Sens, the underdogs, beat one of the best teams in the league.
1: Well, yeah. I've always said it: the first sport that comes back
0: is making all their money back right away. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. It, but the 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 sport that takes too long to
1: try and bring it back and like i get the circumstances and all that stuff like they're all everything's different and uh, all that kind of stuff but whoever brings it back the amount of people that just want to watch a sport right now
0: oh it's like a CSN it's... is playing the, uh, the ocho with like yeah you know the, the pro golfer game that you see in all the bars like the world championships of that it's like yeah it becomes desperate do you know how sad it is too those are replays. those aren't even live still Like, that's replays of the Ocho. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, people are so desperate. We're watching replays of the Ocho.
2: Well, ESPN's putting down 2K20 games, like simulated games or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, they're doing the tournament. They're doing the 2K tournament. So,
2: I mean, you're getting viewers that way. Like, I think at this point, anyone would take any sort of sport. Live sport like, that they if can. You bring, if you bring basketball back and you have a basketball game, it's gonna go like the
1: ratings are yeah. gonna go through the roof.
2: Of course, this is where Big Three might jump in <laughs> if the NBA closes down. Well, it, the other thing is like all the ten o'clock games they like on obviously
1: in Eastern ten o'clock, right? Mm-hmm. That people would normally not watch now. People don't have to go to work I and mean, they have the next day, so yeah, like that viewership's even <laughs> gonna jump up too, right? Like, it's it's just crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what? I think if you do it based on personnel numbers, hockey is, is going to struggle to come back fast because you look at just one bench alone, there's 20 players. or Sorry. Yeah, 9 and
2: 12 plus two goalies. 22, 23. Math. 12. 12. Twelve and six.
0: Twelve and six. sorry. sorry, Yeah, so there's twenty there's twenty players per team. Yeah. On game day. On the ice. Head coach. Three assistant coaches on the bench. Yeah. Trainers. Trainer. Three plus trainer, equipment guy. Equipment guy. That's that's twenty-six right there. Multiply that by two. We're at fifty two. Add in three referees. 55, add in three people in – or four people in the uh, peddly box and timekeeper's box, 59. And that includes nobody else. So that means there's no nutrition person in the back. That means there's no uh, extra players who were scheduled to play but got sick. Yeah. Right? That means – that's the bare minimum, basically. Maybe you can drop a couple uh, assistant coaches and put them – over headset from somewhere.
2: Mm-hmm. So you're looking at an average of sixty people. Yes. Yeah. No. per game.
0: Right. Whereas then you go to basketball. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Basketball has, what is it, twelve man rosters for a game day? Usually, yeah. Okay, so twelve man. Did just say twelve? Yeah. Coach assistants. We'll put four four coaches on the bench. So sixteen. And then, add in. Um, a trainer, 17. That's 34. Then you add in the people that need to be on the, on the side. So you have the timekeeper, you have the PA announcer, you have the stat, the statistician. You have the backup statistician because basketball has so many things they need to have two. I know that for a fact. They're looking at like 40. They're That's more realistic To get into a facility Faster than Getting 60 plus people in mm-hmm. Now well, that, That's if they That's if they carry Full rosters too That's if they, they carry Full the rosters Exactly They take You know Maybe 10 8 to 10 Yeah Maybe
1: Right Cause like I, I know Golden State Earlier in the year Was running with 7 man rotations The entire time
0: Oh yeah yes, And the Raptors At some points them. Have gone with 8 mm-hmm. They've dressed 10 it's, But they've it's, gone with 8 it's,
1: it's might do that just to limit the exposure like it's they'll take a couple of people off the roster and just who wouldn't even play anyways yeah who would and just
0: be, probably would be, be in a suit on the bench anyways yeah or they'd be they'd be dressed and never person. touch the court yeah and do
1: they really need a PA announcer if there's nobody in the stadium
0: they actually do Um, I think it's required by the league unless the league changes that rule they have to have a PA announcer
2: well I think at this point everyone's going to make some sort of adjustment, yeah. right? So I'm I'm just
0: saying, as of right now, that yeah, that no, that would sure. be that would be the requirement.
2: Yeah, like we're
1: we're in unprecedented territory, and I think there's gonna be some people that are not gonna be fans. of All these rules and changes and stuff that come out for this
0: for sure. Season,
1: but um, nothing's ever happened like this before, so I nobody really knows where to start or what to do. So.
0: No, I think this this whole thing is unprecedented territory, and we're trying to figure it out little by little. But if if they can get – if there's a league that I think has the best chance of getting figured out, it's probably NBA is going to have the first shot. Yeah. It's but definitely – God, it's definitely not CFL. Because one team alone is – how many, Kyle, on a CFL roster? CFL would be 50, I think. Yeah. One team alone is 50 players, yeah. let alone – Head coach, OC, DC. Uh, I guess
1: it's a fifty-three man roster usually.
0: Fifty-three, okay. So fifty-three man roster plus head coach, OC, DC. Any other coordinators that you want that they have to have, which they
1: well, don't. They really. have about six six water boys. They have <laughs> four four yardsmen that have to do all like the lines and stuff like that. Like,
0: yeah, a couple alone ball boys. Coordinators
1: that are sitting on the sidelines. Mm-hmm
0: oh there's that's the thing there's going to be minimal media coverage
1: honestly the, the the one sport that i could see coming back would potentially be baseball how
0: because although they carry a giant roster you don't need to carry that big of a roster i don't think obviously you have the nine aside right Yeah. um realistically
1: you could cut down your bench to probably two three people maybe yeah and then your bull your bullpen would basically be probably four or five people
0: <clears throat> and then so, the other starters are no long no, nowhere near the stadium is what you're saying
1: yeah like if you're not starting on that day you, you don't show up like it's and it's it's one of those um justin turner came out with the idea of potentially uh if it's a tie game ending it on a home run derby
0: yeah, but Please. he's had that plan for years. I would like to point that out. This isn't no, new I, for I, him.
1: I agree, but honestly, I actually kind of agree with it because if you th- if you think about it, money wise, the amount of money you make when that ninth inning ends, yeah, just drops because you all the parents with kids, all that kind yeah. of stuff. No, unless it's unless to it's to a,
0: be, a midday uh, this, game.
1: End though, people as soon as that ninth inning leaves, they're gone. Like the stadium
0: empties, and yeah. obviously you get the diehards and the people that actually want to stay and
1: try see how it ends mm-hmm. that stay right. Yeah, but if you were to say, Hey, okay, nine are done, we're gonna have a home run derby to decide this, the amount of people that would probably stay just to watch that and experience that could potentially drive
2: up some revenue not much, yeah. but some. But we're talking, we're talking. TV though, like not going into the actual stadium to watch this, or are you talk about actual fans being. I'm in... not talking. I'm talking about actual fans at the stadium. Oh, I don't. I doubt that's gonna be no, clear. Well, uh,
1: no, obviously, but but it's like one of those like I know when I go when I went to like it was like probably four or five years ago now, uh, the Canada Day game at that the, the Jays yeah, I went, I went think...
0: into like the seventeenth inning. Oh no, different game. Uh, it was. There was maybe like 150 fans in the stadium in like the
1: 11th inning, and it was just completely dead. But if you were to tell me, like in the ninth inning on Canada today, that they would end the game on a home run derby, 100% people would have stayed. <laughs> oh, it's, it'll be like a playoff game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I could see it, but I feel like that's not the thing that needs to be worried about right now. <laughs>
1: If you do want to, you know, have your season and
0: have it, you go in there, play the game, get out, yeah. that would probably be the best way. Yeah, fair enough. It's a thought for sure. But, yeah, no, I, I wanted to get your guys' opinion on the Winhurst thing. I'm glad we had this conversation. I think it's a good one. Um, I'm sure we're going to have it a couple more times <laughs> throughout the summer about how, how we think sports are going to come back. But why don't we – end that here today and we'll move on um, this was the kickoff sponsored by Canada Kicking Academy if you are looking for year round professional development with elite competition you need to train with the Canada Kicking Academy visit them at CanadaKickingAcademy.com or follow them on Instagram at Canada Kicking Academy. let's move on and we're going to have a little bit of fun here boys, or as much fun as we can considering we're all still stuck inside uh, we are going to create our ideal NHL player. Now, we have five, I guess, sections of the body. I don't really know how to say that. without sounding weird. We have five sections that we are going to put one current NHL player, or at least someone from the last 10 years, because I know Irfan had a, a different thought. Um, and we can put one, they, we can use them once and put them in and we'll put together our ideal player. So, Irfan, I know you had a really good setup. I kind of want to hear yours, so I'm going to let you start. All right, buddy?
2: Do you want to hear all five?
0: Um, do we want to hear all five? You know what? No, let's go with one. Let's start with one. All right, Kay. let's start. Let's start. We'll go head to toe. Sure. Okay, so the first category is vision and mind. So how the player Kay. sees the game and how the player thinks the game. So you start us off. Sure.
2: Sidney Crosby because we say current player Uh, I think Sid's vision Sid's mindset the guy the way he thinks the way he practices the way he leads his team I I think you want someone with that brain in your locker room or um, on the ice uh, as your ideal player Kyle you no I I had the exact same thing I I
1: totally agree with that
0: well damn why don't we just call it a clean clean sweep there Sidney you are our vision and mindset head all right, we'll move on to body. All right, the guy's physical presence on the ice. Um, Kyle, why don't you get us started on this one?
1: Um, body? I, I actually had Alexander Ovechkin. Um, I think he's just – he's built like a brick brick shit house. <laughs> Pardon my words. Um, but he's just – he's got that body – like, obviously – there's other parts of him, such as his speed and his hands, that you would obviously have too. But just that he's he's built, he's not too big, he's not too small, but he is honestly like the perfect type of body in today's NHL.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. I, I like that one. Um, My body for current NHL players. Oh, who was it? I had it. Come back to me, Irfan, you go. Um, I went off the board for a player that doesn't play in
2: the league anymore, and I went Yammer Yager. Because yeah. that man, when he has a puck on his stick, it's so hard to take it off. Um, he just sticks his ass in the way and um, says, Come at me, and you're not going to get the puck from him if he decides he doesn't want to give it up. So I, I like the OV pick, but I think Yager's butt and body um, <laughs> well, stands out. There. Y- Yager will be your
1: base leg. Like the- very similar style of yeah, bodies, right? Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know with or that if you built it around his body, yeah, you got him playing for
2: 25 plus years. So <laughs> Exactly, yeah. Um, but I know the, the difference is he doesn't run and gun you with big hits like Ovi does, but he's good at protecting mm-hmm. the puck. Absolutely.
0: Um, I'm going to go a little off the board too, but still within current NHL players, Irfan. <coughs> I'm gonna go with Leon Drysaitel. The way that guy can protect the puck in the corners, and the way he can fight out from the using his body is is very impressive. I think OV is a great choice, Kyle, and I think Yager obviously is another great choice. Um, but if I'm if I want to go a little bit different, Drysaitel is my pick. All right. Yeah, no,
1: it's one of those, I don't think there's any. Well, there there is definitely a a wrong pick, but
0: um, <laughs> there's just. One of those three, I isn't it? it? All right, let's you move know. on. Um, we'll go with hands, the guy with the silkiest set of mitts who can maneuver his way in and out of any situation just by deking you standing still. Um, I'm going to start, and I would like to go with Nate McKinnon. When he has the puck and he's controlling the puck, yes, obviously his skating ability is well-known and if if i hadn't already made my pick for feet i probably would have picked him for that but the way he can handle the puck in such tight spaces and still manage to come out with it most of the time is phenomenal so that's why he is my pick irfan
2: um when i think of hands i think of patrick kane if you see his goal from the
0: 2010 final it's just that quick release the quick movement i think he
2: has arguably the best backhand uh, in the league. I think Crosby's second to that, but his hands are just... The way he moves the puck, the way he see, um, he's able to
0: distribute it uh, with his pace, it's it's great. Nice. Nice. Kyle?
1: Uh, I had a tie for mine. I did have Patrick Kane there for me, um, but I also put Kuchar off there as well. Mm. Uh, just because it's... I, 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 I see those... Too as, um, just outstanding. With you know, at one second you, he the puck's on the right side, then all of a sudden it's on the left side and in the back of the net. You don't even know how it got there, and it's just uh, sil- uh, silky
2: mitts is what uh, they both have. So.
0: Yeah, agreed.
2: Yeah, Kucherov the last two years definitely has improved with his puck control and his uh, quickness of his hands. So that's yeah.
0: great. Yeah. No, for sure. All right, we got two more. Legs. The player's ability to make quick bursts, the player's ability to get up and down the ice uh, and, you know, not get knocked off his feet is all in the legs. So, Irfan, who do you have for your legs?
2: Um, So I combined legs and feet into one just because I thought it made more sense. If you're going to use the speed and the strength of the guy with the legs, you also want his feet because he can handle the speed. Uh, And I went Connor McDavid.
0: Okay. That, that's a good show. The guy
2: the guy goes 0 to 100 in a matter of seconds. Uh, I mean
0: I can keep talking
2: about him, but he'd be my pick for those. Kyle? Um well, I
1: kind of I kind of kept them separate, so I had McKinnon I too, for so. legs. McKinnon, okay. Um just because uh, I I think like he obviously he, Conor David has very small legs. If we're if we're comparing things, right? <laughs> so I want a guy who's a little more built and actually can use them, uses edges, that kind of stuff, um, and pushes those legs uh, to the limit. I think McKinnon does that. Okay. Um, if I'm gonna say feet, obviously feet. I have I had McDavid, because um, obviously he's one of the the quickest, if not the quickest, uh, in the league. So.
0: All right. Hey, I I like both of those. Those are great options um for me legs i went with mcdavid um because of how fast he can get the legs moving i think that's the key and being able to do that from the hip all the way down to the feet is what's important and he has that in spades um for feet i went probably way off the board in your minds but hear me out on this one i went with thomas shabbat and the way he can use his edges and the way he is able to convert from going forward to going backwards and still not lose speed is unbelievable. If you had a chance to watch him, which I know a lot of us in the Toronto region don't get that opportunity every week, uh, Irfan does, obviously, um, but to see him transition from the skating forward to the skating backward is what is what I always saw when I, when he played, and that's why I picked him for feet.
2: Oh, he's, he's so smooth. I agree with you hundred percent on
0: that. Yeah, I know it's a bit off the board considering we were talking about like McDavid, McKinnon. No,
2: no, for sure. I mean, if you if you ask me to split those two positions up, I go feet with Dylan Larkin because of the way he can
0: uh, move around in the offensive zone. That's another good one. Uh, Yeah. All right. So, our perfect players for Kyle. I'm gonna run through it quickly. You have Crosby for your vision. You had. Did, did you want Kane or Kutra? Missing wrist. Huh? No, we didn't have wrist. We only had five. Uh-huh. Did you want to add wrist? We can add wrist. Do you want to add wrist? What? Well,
1: like for me it was like shot, and like if you think about shot, it, it's Ovechkin for me. But.
0: Oh, we want to do shot. We can do shot. All right. So you yeah. had ov for it's your right, shot. Man. If we're just talking pure shot, I have ov too.
2: <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think anyone's gonna argue I mean Stammer's second on that but Ovi's
0: pure lethal if we're talking yeah, apparently, ri- like, Kut- apparently Kutrov was saying that
1: Tarasenko has the best shot in the NHL is what he was saying
2: but I'm like I don't know if you're the compares like, no like you know Ovi's gonna be in his little circle there and it's gonna go in the net Like with Tarasenko it's not always gonna hit the target or it's not yeah. gonna go in all the time
1: it's well, like, I me. Mean. You, you know you know he's going to be in a spot and even though you know he's going to be in a spot it's still going in the back of the net <laughs> like he's
0: definitely. getting to that Everybody spot and he's still beating happening. you like, yeah. that's 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 yeah. when Everybody's you
2: know good. Where the puck going. it's the is and he's beating the best goalies in the league you know what i mean yeah. so
0: yeah if we're talking wrist that's fine if we were talking wrist i would add kane as my wrist mm-hmm. uh, yeah i guess for exactly what yeah, you said, Irfan? Like,
1: like,
0: yeah. No, but if we were just talking like pure wrist and wrist action, for what Irfan said about Kane's hands, that's the reason yeah. I would use his wrist. The ability to do the backhand, yeah. the wrist shot, everything. That comes down to wrist, and that's why I would have picked Kane for if we were just talking straight wrist. But mm-hmm. we're getting I a little just technical.
2: hands and wrist into one, but... Yeah. yeah.
0: Which is fine. Um, so let me run through this one more time. So for Kyle. You have Crosby mm-hmm. for your hands. You had. Did you want Kane or Kucherov? Uh, put, put Kane. Put Kane. Okay. Put Kane. For shot, you have Ovi. For body, you have Ovi. For legs, you have McKinnon, and for feet, you have McDavid. That's a very, very talented player. Look, oh, absolutely. Look a little oblong, I think, with the tiny feet, but you know it's fine. Uh, <laughs> Um, Irfan, Crosby is your head and vision. Your body mm-hmm. is Yager. That's a big body. Legs, McDavid, feet. I switched it to Larkin because you did say it.
2: Yeah, um, let's do that. That's fine because he can handle it.
0: Hands, you have Kane, and then Shot, like all of us, you have Ovi. And then for me, I have Crosby as well for my head. I have Dreisaitl for my body. Legs of McDavid, feet of Shabbat, hands of McKinnon, and shot of Ovi. Three very, very talented players. By the sounds of it, would be interesting to see somebody like that actually play in the NHL. Um, But that's what these are for. These are fun. These are for us to fool around and put together something that we think would be an ideal player. Not something that would necessarily work, but we think it would work. So let us know what you think we're going to post these on all of our social media pages. Um, let us know what your perfect player would be. And we, maybe next week we will announce some of those live on the show. That'd be okay. fun. Uh, that'd be good. That'd be fun. Um, let's move on to our movie madness bracket. Ladies and gentlemen, first round is Complete. And we had, everything went the way we thought it was, for the most part. <laughs> for, for the yeah, most for part, part is the yeah. key word. Collectively, 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 yes. Um, let's go through them all. And the first sport that we did was obviously hockey. And all four categories went exactly like we thought they would we had number 1, number 2, number 3 and number 4 all go through. So the round 2 matchups are Miracle as our number 1 overall seed going up against Slap at the number 4 seed and ro- and number 2 Mighty Ducks against number 3 The Rocket, which is the documentary on Rocket cool. Richard. So Let's talk about these two matchups. Uh, Kyle, I'll let you have the conch because you weren't here last week to help us introduce the movie Madness. What do you think about that Miracle versus Slapshot matchup?
1: Um, honestly, I, I think it's going to it's gonna come down to who actually votes. I think uh, sl- Slapshot obviously has a huge following, especially in the hockey movie community. Um, think if, if some people really fell in love with that there's a huge potential of that it, it upsets Miracle Miracle's got the uh, you know the heartwarming story I guess is what you could say um, but there's some people that, that love Slapshot and they love the Hanson Brothers and um,
2: it's, it'll be an interesting matchup for sure fun um, same thing as Kyle I guess like you're looking at two separate genres um for all four movies, like they're all separate genres, so it's gonna be interesting to see who actually votes for, let's say, a comedy esque film for an actual feel good story, uh, and then if you're looking at nostalgic uh, kid movies versus, um, uh, sorry, what was the the fourth pick there? The rocket. Those are uh, the rocket. The rocket, and then you're going for like another story, but arguably one of the better players in the entire. Um, leaguer in our in the nhl association so you're looking at a different genre so it just really depends on who's feeling like voting
0: fair enough yeah no i think i think the rocket versus mighty ducks one is going to be the closer of the two matchups in my opinion um Mm -hmm. but i as as kyle said if if the slap shot fans come out and vote we could have a very interesting round two matchup between slap shot and miracle um that was day one. Day two saw us go to baseball, and that was Tuesday. And again, all four top seeds moved on, but one was very, very close to losing out. Um, 42 won easily over bang the drum slowly. Field of Dreams pulled out the win for over for the love of the game. Moneyball. One over million dollar arm and the closest of all of our matchups in the first round across any sport. Sandlot pulled out the win over major league, but lost the Twitter vote. Mm -hmm. It won drastically on Facebook and Instagram, but it lost the Twitter vote. So that'll be interesting going into round two as that, as Sandlot will be going up against Moneyball. Two very different movies, as you said, for the hockey stuff. And then we have 42 going up against Field of Dreams in round two. So these will be very interesting matchups. Irfan, you have any thoughts on these?
2: Um, I'm actually interested to see how Moneyball plays out, just because how great that story is. Uh, And then Sandlot, who had a rough time on Twitter, so... I don't know how that's going to go on Twitter, but other than that, you're looking at what uh, what we said last week about Sandlot being one of the best movies growing up as a kid. Um, so, so we got to see what range again votes for those, but those two to me is probably our closest matchup.
0: Yeah, for sure, Kyle. Yeah, like
1: I, I honestly, I think I think Sandlot pulls that out personally. I just think uh, the nostalgia, with it, especially a bunch of people that are, are voting on our stuff, um, is going to hit home in that. I think. Um, but when it comes to the other matchup, it's, it's old school old versus new school. Field of Dreams versus 42. Uh, personally, I think it's Field of Dreams. I just think that it's, it, not necessarily the, the, you know, uh, the idea behind the movie itself,
0: but the movie itself, I think it's just, it's superior, so. Okay. I read the book that Field of Dreams is based off of superior to the movie by the way if you have time you should read it um yeah I mean you can say that about no I, I agree that, that it, it was crazy. just I so didn't I, I love Field of Dreams I'm not saying it's a bad movie <laughs> can you relax yeah. jeez <laughs> tack me a little bit more it's just a statement um I think 42 is a better movie like overall I love them both and it's a very very tough matchup for me to vote um I th- I think 42 should win, but I think you're right that the nostalgia and the memories that we all have of these movies, and even the generation before us has of these movies, might get uh feel the dreams into round three, into the into the baseball final. Let's put it that way. Um, moving on, we got basketball, and all four seeds. <laughs> I think I've said this three. This is gonna be the third time all four top seeds moved on. Um, coach Carter will face white Man can't jump in round two while space jam will face off against another comedy in semi pro Kyle. You want to start with this one?
1: Um, to be honest, I think this, this is one of the more easier sports to cover. Cause I think it's fairly obvious who's going forward. Um, space jamming coach carter Uh, i cannot see any upsets here unless we have some viewers that are very interesting with their movie picks
0: (laughs) well i don't know Um, like Lawson last week his favorite basketball movie was semi-pro right i think semi-pro has a surprising amount of people that follow it and are are huge fans of it so that could be the surprise i think
1: like I, i could i could see it being a surprise if it was up against coach carter um, but with it being up against Space Jam, I can't see it winning. Um, to be honest, because we were talking about the nostalgia. Space Jam was one of the key movies when we were growing up. Yeah. I was watching Space Jam.
0: But not all it. of our fans are our age, Kyle.
1: No, but everybody knows that the second one's coming out, so they've probably watched the first one
0: fair i'm just saying not everyone's our age not everyone has the same nostalgic experiences with movies that we do like sorry i mean
2: i would say anyone younger than us might not understand it but i think
0: oh actually i can i can confirm that's true yeah 100 percent. anyone younger than us any anyone younger than the 18 ish Mm -hmm. doesn't have the same thoughts about space jam that we do
2: I would probably say 25 plus. I mean, I saw a comedy show, a little off topic, a couple years back at the Fringe, and the guy was like a Space Jam comedian, so he's making jokes and references based on the movie, because he's like, this is my age group, and he was like 30.
0: Yeah. Well, no, like, I know my brother watched Space Jam. My brother likes Space Jam. I know TJ did too, right, Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying, like, about eight, seven, eight years younger than us, Mm -hmm. anyone younger than that, Space Jam doesn't hit the same way.
2: They've watched any of the movies that are going through either, or they have, but they don't have the
0: same yeah. uh, opinions on For it. For sure, it's the Tide Pod eating
2: group of kids that don't understand it. Tide Pod? You
1: mean the High School Musical kids? What are you talking about? No, no, I'm saying the people that don't understand it, the uh, the Tide Pod eaters. The High School Musical kids are the ones that understand it. That's yeah. our uh, our age group. That's us. Yeah. Okay. That's us. That's what, I forgot we're that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's scary
0: sometimes. Wow. All right, we're going to move on so we don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, last sport. This is the only one that had an upset. We had an upset in the first round, gentlemen, and it came in football. The number one seed made it through, remember the Titans? Number two seed, We Are Marshall, beat out Invincibles to get into round two. And the number four seed, Blindside. Managed to get into round two, but the number three seed has fallen. Our first upset, longest yard, has beaten Rudy in the first round to move on. So, our second round matchups are Remember the Titans versus Blindside, and we are Marshall versus Longest Yard. Irfan.
2: I think with Rudy and Longest Yard, it's, it was a toss-up, to be honest with you. Uh, both movies were good, and I think it comes down to do you like Adam Sandler or not, and I think our voters might have liked him a little bit more. <laughs> um, but I think the, the juicy matchup is Blindside versus Remember the Titus,
0: both with um, very good stories, both with um, some sort of emotional edge to it. So
2: um, I'm looking forward to seeing who comes
0: up with that one. Kyle? Uh, yeah to me the
1: actual the, the juicy matchup is actually the other one I uh, I can see we are like we are Marshall I think is one of the one of the best football movies ever made agreed but I think the new school version of
0: longest yard and how people you know fall in
1: love with that movie I could definitely see an upset being on that side
0: yeah I mean I'm I'm not a huge longest yard fan like i think it's a good movie but it was never anything that blew me away um but i know so many people who love that movie like it. it is it is a surprising fan base in my opinion and it didn't just beat rudy like it beat rudy down in the first in the first round um i think remember the titans and we are marshall both go through in my opinion I think the two storylines and the, the way the movies were made were just so good. Yeah. And I know I'm, both are real are real stories, right Kyle? Yes. Yeah. So the fact that they're real life stories, I think hits home a lot more than some of the sometimes when the, ma- the movies are made up. So I think okay. those two will make it through, but I think they're as as you guys said, you each had one matchup being better. I don't know if there is a matchup that's better. I think both of them are really, really good matchups. So it, yeah. it should be interesting to see who moves on to the football final. We are going to post the updated brackets uh, coming up in just a little, uh, probably by Sunday night. Um, and then we will do one sport a day like we did le- this week. So first up will be hockey on Monday. Then we will go to, I think it was baseball, basketball, and then football. So make sure you stay tuned for all of that this week. Make sure you get your votes in. You can vote Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Facebook and Instagram are on our stories. Twitter, obviously, in the polls on the tweets. Make sure you vote uh, to keep your favorite movies around. And next week the uh, on our show, we will update you on the bracket. And then what we're going to do instead of doing one sport a day, we're going to do two sports and have the polls open for 24 hours or 48 hours on Twitter to add a little bit more in to make sure that we can see everything. All right. So make sure you get your votes in. Um, we want to see who which movie comes out as the best. Little shameless plug for our buddy Irfan. He has posted his first two articles on the website. The first one is about... Uh, this whole pandemic and how to take care of your mental health. It's a great read, a little scientifically written, and I love it. Um, but it, it is a very, very strong read. You should definitely look into that. And then the second one, he reached out to me and Kyle and t- asked us what our favorite games were of every sport that we've watched. And he put together a little article about games that you should watch while you're stuck at home. So if you get a chance, make sure you read those. Check out what he was saying, and hopefully we can uh, we can get you through this with some sanity and some sports content. Um, so thank it's you for those. A memories sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
2: find we each had a story um, based on a, our favorite game or the game that we wanted to uh, suggest, which is really cool. Like my my story was for the Liverpool AC Milan game. Nick, you had it for the 1951. Uh, that game, right? Yep. Uh, Kyle had another one as well, so I mean, we all have special ties to the different games that we've suggested. So please do take a read.
0: Yeah, I think I think my biggest one was actually the uh, Rams Titans Super Bowl.
2: That one too, yeah, with your dad. Yeah. yeah,
0: first game that I can vividly remember watching with my dad. Yeah. First Super Bowl. So yeah, that so them at the
2: at us. Let us know which uh, movie brings that nostalgic uh, essence to your viewing life i guess and um we'll talk yeah i i had a, I had a couple
1: more that i didn't tell her fun because it was it was more heartbreak
0: than anything it was the, the pats rule against the giants every wah, time wah. sucks and i just didn't i just didn't want to bring it up because every time whenever
1: david tyree and mario manningham made those catches i just uh, it was just
2: ultimate heartbreak and like yeah. i almost oh, added wow. it to the list because you know what those were very good games Oh
0: yeah. Well, that oh, first yeah. one, especially the David Tyree one, was insane. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, well, it, but it was the fact that like it could have been a perfect season, and
0: like. But the game itself, like, if you actually uh, take out all the story of perfect season, all this crap, the game itself was actually a very, very good Super Bowl in comparison to a lot that have been played recently. I was going to
1: say recently there haven't been a lot of actually good Super
0: no, Bowls. No, like, that's what I'm saying. So it would have that. That is a good game to watch. Then you add in the storylines going into the game with the perfect season, the being down going into the fourth quarter, the David Tyree catch. Like you add all that in, and this becomes an even more incredible story. Like, so that would have been a good one to add. Um, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really want to bring it up. It's not it's,
2: exactly it's, it's great. Don't, game worry, game. don't worry. I thought of it because you know, like I said, toss the perfect season aside. That yeah. Patriots team was very good, so was the Giants. So yeah. Well weren't the Giants wild? w weren't the Giants a wild card that year? I think
0: Something so. Else.
2: Yeah, but they, they, they were pulled a it wild together.
0: Card, so yeah. Yeah. I think, I think was, they were the five.
1: Yeah, I think it was like a Cinderella type season
2: whereas the
0: oh, wild Oh yeah, they card shouldn't goes, they, they should not have won real. that they should not have won that game, but that uh, uh, yeah, shit happens.
2: They shouldn't have. <laughs> but
0: they did. Ready for a fun fact about that? first super bowl that the rams titans one that i mentioned so my family used to do a uh pick em pool right and every week you pick all the winners based off of the spreads um and my dad used to put me into the pool too just i was God, i must have been like five at that point right something like that um i actually won the pool that year so at the super bowl party when they give when they give out the prizes and everything i actually won and i was confused as hell as to what was going on at five years old, but I vividly remember being called up and be like, "Uh, okay," and I just gave it to my dad. I like, think it was like yeah, hundred and fifty no, bucks. At five. <laughs> yeah,
2: your dad might have just done the picks for you at one point as
0: well. You'd be like, no, 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 no. He he always let me do my own picks. Now oh, I don't cool. know why I picked some of them. I picked. I know I always picked the Packers. Every, oh, no matter who they were playing, I always picked the Packers. Didn't care about what the spread was. <laughs> oh never picked the bears refused refused to pick the bears uh a couple well that and i just didn't like the bears um i think i almost always picked the bills because they were my grandmother's favorite team Right. like the the way i picked was stupid sometimes i just picked based off team names <laughs> i was five like i didn't know anything
1: Sometimes that works
0: out better than if you actually do your
1: <laughs> research though. Exactly. If you do, you start overthinking
0: things. Exactly. So it ended up I ended up winning that year and I I know that was one of my first memories of the sport with my father, so that was that's why that game means so much to me. But I always laugh that, that was the year that I remember because it was the year that I won. <laughs> hey man, it's
2: always a good memory tied <laughs> to why
0: it was. <laughs> Absolutely. Um anything else coming up for you guys that you want to talk about or just I think we're following
2: that the coronavirus story I mentioned just before the start of the show, um, where they're looking at testing. Um, I had air quotes when I said that, but testing on a different population and on a different continent. Uh, Did your drugba uh, Samuel Eto, and Damba Ba have been following that? So uh, if you are following me on Twitter, you'll see my likes and my retweets that have been following this closely. It, it's it's a very touchy subject when you're looking at testing on a different population based on race. Um, so. If you want, tweet at me. We'll talk about it. Um, if you want to say why you think it's going to work, please don't say that because I don't think it's appropriate. But we should talk about um, why it's wrong and um, start a conversation at that point.
0: Well, no, if, if someone does think that it is the way to go, that that's an open conversation to have. And we're, we're more than welcome to have that conversation. Just make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. get, you know,
2: out of yeah. place. Like, choose your words carefully because uh if we look at the past this hasn't worked it isn't a smart idea but again uh, like nick said we are open to a conversation so please do at me and let's have a conversation about it
0: kyle anything you got coming up
1: i have absolutely nothing coming up i'm working during the week and trying to survive my sanity for the rest of the time so um, but i'm always following uh all these updates and everything like that so uh if i do find a couple touching points then i will uh,
0: Statement for sure. Awesome. And uh, we will, with the NFL draft coming up, we are working on a mock draft article. We've recruited some of my fellow sports journalism classmates at Centennial College to give us their rankings. Kyle, I know you've sent yours in too. Um, Irfan, you're more than welcome to send yours in if you want to. I will not be because I don't know enough to put a full mock draft together. I can get you through the first 15 picks. The last 17 of the first round? No idea. Not a clue. <laughs> Don't care. So, um, up I to you. I didn't
1: include any trades in
0: mine. But no, no, no one did. I said so. we aren't doing any trades. I, I think, yeah, as you said, there's probably a lot that are going to happen. But So, once we put that together, once we... Flesh that article out that will be coming out on the website. Uh, make sure you check out our fun stuff. Make sure you read my stuff that's already out there. Kyle will put something out at some point. We have full faith in him. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that'll pretty much do it for us here today. Um, make sure you check out our brand newly renovated website. We cleaned it up a little bit, made it a little flashier. Um, but well, we think it's uh we are very happy with what we've been doing, guys, and we hope that we're helping you get through this uh, mm-hmm. interesting time. Is what I'm gonna say. Not terrible time. Interesting time.
2: No interesting I'm, time. Unprecedented pre- pre- time.
0: Unprecedented time. That's a great word, Kyle. Yeah. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.